0: nobody's out of your league nobody's too much you just have to have the courage and the confidence to reach out to just think that they're all there waiting and you're a golden nugget to all of them hello hello Put your best food forward. Well, here on this podcast, I promise to keep it raw and real and hope you find your answers, action, and inspiration as we move through the episodes. Every so often when I speak to food photographers, those who want to turn their photography into a business, those who want to make a living out of photography, those who want to earn back dollars by doing what they love, some of their, you know, common questions, pressing questions are, uh, I don't know who to reach out to. I don't know which brands to pitch to. And even when they pitch to one brand, after that, the question is like, uh, I don't know who's next. I don't know who else to reach out to. So we don't want to be there. That's not the place that we want to be. When we want to earn a living as a photographer, when we want to do it professionally as a business, when we want to make money, then we have to continuously be in the process of reaching out, finding clients. And that reaching out actually could be for a big project, it could be for a collaboration, sometimes it could be for sponsorships. Yep. So basically, we just need to constantly find the people who we can reach out to so that we can bring back the money, the revenue, the you know, whatever it takes and whatever we need. Whatever connections we need you know, from collaborations, we need in our business. We need to know where to focus and who are the brands or the people who we can help. That's important. Where our services can be or will be of value to them. That's what we need to focus on and identify. And when we identify who we can go to, who our potential clients are, our chances of working with them and moving forward in our dreams, in our business, it just increases. So we have to identify, we have to focus, we have to know, and we have to continue this practice of reaching out and pitching if we want to keep moving forward seamlessly like a well-oiled machine. Now, finding our first client or finding clients or just continuously finding clients. Now, those are some tough things. That's not easy and I totally, totally get it, you know, but it is part of every creator's journey. I mean, if you're looking to make money, you have to reach out to people who are willing to pay for your services so that you have more financial freedom to pursue what you love, right? That's the whole point of this. So you have to find the right people who will be willing to pay for your services and the starting point cannot be that you're stuck just not knowing who to reach out to. So the first part is definitely knowing who to reach out to. And the second part is having the entire spectrum in front of you knowing, okay, these are my possibilities. And out of these possibilities, here are the folks who make sense, who I can help through my services. So that's my job today. I'm going to leave you with possibilities. That's it. Now, a lot of food photographers out there and a lot of stylists out there, they actually pride themselves on never having to pitch, never having to reach out and good for them. Very, very good for them. Fantastic. But it's almost not realistic. That's what I think, because, you know, imagine the world of opportunities that can open up to you, that you can open up for yourself by choosing who you want to work with, by taking that initiative, reaching out, and then working with your favorite people who you respect, who you admire. And that doesn't always happen if you don't pitch, you don't reach out to the people you respect and admire. All right. So again, my purpose here today is to leave you with possibilities of who you could work with, as a food photographer, so that you're never stuck, so that you don't think that, oh, who's next? Or who do I pitch to? Or how do I go about this? You know, I call this the proactive approach, not the reactive approach. So it's the proactive approach versus the reactive approach where you take the first step in reaching out, in pitching to brands that you want to work with versus reacting to their proposal of working with you. You see the difference? So it's proactive versus reactive. That's the mindset we want to have. But also before that, we need to have a good repository of people and brands who we want to work with. And so that we have a very rhythmic cycle, a very regular pitching cycle. All right. So that we can keep moving forward and making some money, boss. Right. All right. So let's cut to the most important part. Who are these brands? where are these opportunities? Who are these people, right? As food content creators, food photographers, stylists, influencers, bloggers, who can we work with? Who are those people? All right. So that's the question we are answering today. I literally brainstormed a few minutes ago, and I have at least 10 categories of clients that you could consider pitching to Of course, depending on your skill set and who you want to work with. So basically, these are 10 food photography clients that you could work with. All right. So that you're never stuck with the question. Oh, who do I pitch to? Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Number one, let's start with the most obvious place. As food content creators where is the most obvious place that we find our clients? In our pantry. <laughs> yep. So go to your pantry, open your refrigerator. What do you see? You see F&B products. So the most obvious category of clients are F&B product brands. All right. So you go to your pantry, you open your refrigerator, pick out your most favorite product. And that's it. A- that's your first client. Go online, research about them, think of what you can bring to their brand. Do you fit? Do you like them? Do you have the skills they need? And that's it. Just go ahead and reach out. Bingo. Actually, you've not only found your first client, you've found your favorite client. You've found someone you respect and admire. So I'm certain that most of us have done this already. All right. But really, Look at the number of products in your pantry. Every single product is a potential client. Imagine the possibilities, right? Unless, of course, you don't like a product, so it's not a possibility. But also, you know, it's such a good way to kind of align with a brand. Now, let's say you're a vegan or maybe you believe in sustainability, those brands from your pantry, like food products that are organic or vegan or brands that are environmentally conscious. So pick something that aligns with you, your business values, your personal values. I remember I once got to work with a cutting edge, like a phenomenal tea brand, just because I was able to communicate to them my love for tea and how I was into creative flavors that they made. So my choices, my flavors, my food choices aligned with what they were making. And so that opened a discussion for us and we ended up working together. So by aligning your values, your beliefs, your choices with the brand, you actually double your chances of working with them because brands just love working with creators who believe in the same things as them. So F&B product brands would be a no-brainer place for you to start. And honestly, the opportunities are endless, right? And since we are in the kitchen, let's go to our next category of clients. So food product is one, F&B product brands are one. But what is the other thing we find in kitchen? Hmm, hmm, hmm kitchen appliances. Yo, think about them. So um, Vitamix, Thermomix, Kenwood, Bosch, Philips, Ninja, whatever appliances you use in your kitchen and you swear by them, reach out to those companies. Now, a lot of us don't think about this, but these Companies They produce kitchen appliances and most of them, they actually also create visuals that showcase how to use their appliances or their products. All right. So you could be somebody who demonstrates how to make different kinds of food in 30 seconds in a thermomix. Or you could demonstrate how to make the smoothest buttercream with your Kenwood mixer, like anything These brands are especially looking for bloggers, recipe developers, video content creators, uh, sometimes even influencers and photographers to feature their products. So think about them. Don't ignore them. Don't just stay on the food brands, but also think of these kitchen appliance brands. They are a whole new kind of client and some of their work is very cool, very innovative so that's another client you could consider working with and then we step out of our kitchen <laughs> so outside the kitchen is the third place where the photography clients emerge and this is the place where you would probably go to buy those F&B products or the appliances yep You guessed it. I'm talking about retailers and lifestyle stores. Now, these stores are also looking for content creators. And especially if food is part of the major retail, then heck yes, they want to collaborate. Heck yes, they want to work with content creators. They also want to showcase the products they stock. And, you know, they sometimes also want to just show why somebody should be buying the best blender in town, you know, which is on sale. That's important. So think of Crate and Barrel, think of Ikea, Walmart, like those are just some of the names that come to my mind. And I'm sure that there are these stores locally in your town, there are some in your country, and then there are these big brands like Crate and Barrel that is just global, right? So think about how you can work for them. One is that you get to work with these hotshot stores. And secondly, again, their work is pretty innovative and it brings a very lifestyle component, a very real component to it. So again, they are a category that you could consider, whether you're a recipe developer, whether you're a photographer, just pitch to them, just reach out. They're always looking for content creators. So that would be a third place to look for, which is outside your kitchen, where you buy your food products and your appliances. Then we fall into this whole question of, I'm a commercial food photographer, you know, I'm not a blogger, I'm not a recipe developer, I'm a commercial food photographer. So a lot of us <laughs> hold that kind of a thought, right? Well, worry not. <laughs> the fourth category or the fourth kind of client is definitely for you. And these are again, a no-brainer, commercial food photography client type restaurants right so restaurants are like always always looking for food photographers video content creators or sometimes I would say even influencers someone who can come to their restaurant taste their food write a review oh writers food writers there you go so restaurants are always always looking for food content creators and hello we are here so they are also like in the commercial commercial world they would definitely be the number one place to go because the possibilities of working with a restaurant are actually endless you could create for their website you could work for their social media you could do menu boards you could do menu cards you could be part of a new menu launch there's just so much that a restaurant needs in terms of visuals so That's pretty much how they sell all their creative, delicious, tasty foods. So you fit right in. All right. So don't hold back. Pitch to them if commercial food photography is your jam. So the way to do it would be start with your favorite restaurant and then write down a whole list of restaurants that you love so much in town. And then that's it. You pitch to one. You see how that works out. And then you go to the next one and then you go to the next one and then don't forget to follow up. So just like F and B products, even with restaurants, you can align with your values. I think that is something that you have to constantly do, not just, you know, with one client or the other, just. Overall, in general, you know, no matter what category of client you work with, you always can align with their values and your values with them. So, again, let's say you're a vegan. So, what do you do? You shoot for a vegan restaurant, or maybe you are into sustainability. So, you shoot for a restaurant that procures consciously produced meats. I'm just making it up. So, it can be anything. Find something that hits your soul a restaurant maybe you know their food Their pizza reminds you of what your mom made at home or or you know the food brings nostalgia or you have a special connection that's where your daughter or your son had their first pizza I don't know so be emotionally connected to them have a purpose why you want to work with them and automatically you will make your pitch much stronger and there will be a bigger reason for you to work with them and because the connection is stronger the client will feel it and they that again doubles your chances increases your chances to work with them right now I will leave you with a word of caution and that is that not all restaurants want to spend the money on professional photography I mean have you come across restaurants that are fantastic and the food is great but you go to the social media account and you're like oh goodness I cannot look at this photo you know <laughs> So basically they're doing all the photography in-house. Maybe they have someone who does phone photography and they're just generating social media content. The word is already out there in the market. They are doing well business-wise. They really don't want to spend money on a professional photographer. So no matter how emotionally you feel about them, no matter how well, like how, how much connected you are to them, move on. They will not spend the money. Do not waste your time circle back again, maybe in a month or a year later to see if they're still in that place or if they want to hire you, but don't get stuck that, okay, I really align with them. I really want to work with them. They might not have the budget. They might not have the interest and they might not see the value of hiring a professional photographer. So don't take it to heart. It might be a favorite restaurant, but maybe that client isn't right for you. Having said that, don't ever hold back from reaching out to those who you really want to work with, who you respect and admire, or you love their delicious food. All right. So if you're a commercial food photographer, restaurant is your no-brainer go-to place. The other place that is very good for commercial work and for getting a little, you know, hot shot with your clients are hotels. Yep. That's our fifth category or the fifth kind of food photography clients that you can think about. So. We often, you know, limit ourselves. We think that, oh, you know, restaurant is probably as far as we'd go. Thinking about hotels, like big names, we we hold back a little bit. We feel like, oh my God, really? I don't know if they'll hire me or they'll engage me. But hotels are a great, a great, great place for commercial work. And you should definitely reach out even if you feel like they are out of your league. Yep, I'm saying that. That's how I thought that, you know, oh, hotels are out of my league But I did, I did end up working with Intercontinental Hotel in Singapore. Now, COVID changed a lot of things, but otherwise we would still be working together. But when I reached out to them, I reached out. So I'm talking about the proactive approach. Remember the proactive approach versus reactive. All right. So I reached out, I pitched to them and it was very intimidating. You think I thought that, oh yeah, I'm totally made for Intercontinental Hotel. They should totally hire me. Not at all. I feel like, who am I? I'm just a single photographer who just loves food photography. I love their restaurants and I would love to work with Intercontinental. I was, I was a little photographer with the little dreams, yet I reached out to them because I really, really wanted to work with them. You know, I respect them. I admire them. So what happened? they responded to my pitch. My pitch had something that caught them. And, you know, and then they saw my work and then we had a chat and then there were many discussions and it all fell into place. And I ended up working with them more than one time, you know, multiple times. So that's the advantage of just taking that leap of faith, not thinking that, oh, they're too big for us. Basically, just imagine the possibility, like dream of their luxe spaces dream of their glorious food and you know the hotshot client that they can be so it's a great name to have in your portfolio so be confident in your skills know what you can execute for them and if you get the job how will you get it done so once you have that figured out i'll say reach out go talk to hotels because there's a whole world of commercial food photography waiting for you out there all right that was our fifth kind of client Mm. Let's talk of the sixth kind of client. And this kind of client is for those food photographers who are like, "Mm, you know, the commercial style, like I just don't relate to it. I have a very storytelling, editorial style. So there you go, boss. The sixth category of clients are magazines. Magazines are your oyster. (laughs) You know, I have to say that I have a special place for magazines for certain because just seeing your work in print it's a whole different level of high. It's a moment of pride, you know, and if you have a chance of being on the cover, oh my God, you'll be like on cloud nine, you'll be flying. (laughs) You'll definitely be flying. It's a feeling like none other. So when you have those hopes and dreams, imagine how enthusiastic or how motivated or how driven you would be to pitch to a magazine, right? So I have... Myself seen that, you know, I've been featured on different magazines. I've been on the cover of different magazines, but I think again, a lot of folks feel intimidated by it. And that's where we all start. I was too, which is why I would recommend you looking or starting with local food magazines. They are approachable, accessible, and you don't have your email possibly going into a pile of a thousand other or a hundred other food photographers reaching out to the same magazine and pitching to them so start small usually grocery stores so your local grocery store you know right before checkout they have this aisle of different 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 magazines look at the covers see which one looks good and then decide okay that's something I could do that's the kind of work that I want to create so pick up that magazine go pitch to them write to them And, you know, my first magazine feature was a Canadian magazine and my photo got to be on the cover. And I think I I just danced for like two whole days (laughs) seeing that. But after that, the intimidation kicked in. I did not have the courage to pitch to another big magazine. I didn't pitch to this one. They had reached out. uh, But after being on the cover, I had this feeling that I don't know if I'm good enough for a big magazine. I know I should have felt the opposite way, but I didn't. So what I did was I reached out to a local gourmet magazine, but they were not local, local for Singapore, but local in Southeast Asia. So it wasn't like the world. It was like the whole global magazine, but it was really a Southeast Asia gourmet food magazine. Very, very prestigious. I pitched to them, reached out to them. We met up, there was an interview and I got the job. So I did art direction, food styling, all of that for them. And so that suddenly gave me the confidence of understanding what magazines are looking for and you know, how it works for them. And so then I was able to go in and pitch to global magazines and you know bigger names and get my work there and be on the cover there. So I would say start with the local magazine if editorial work is your jam. All right, start small and just keep building up. Seeing your work in a magazine is like a warm hug. I'm not exaggerating. You're going to love it. And even if you do work for restaurants, like give magazines a shot. I think you'll love it. With that, we go into the next editorial client, our seventh category. And this is a direction, again, not, not, not very commonly considered, but I would highly encourage you to think about them. These are newspapers. Yep. Yep. I know the world has gone digital. I know we don't take newspapers anymore, but you'll be surprised how many folks still love to read the paper, especially Sunday food section, what's new, what's hot, who's cooking, who's not, you know. So most local or national papers do have a food section where they cover cooks, they cover chefs, home chefs, uh, latest restaurants and just other you know happening food events all of those things and what does every written piece need photos did you say photos bingo yes of course they do photos any food article without photos is incomplete boss <laughs> so we definitely think about newspapers as potential clients now sometimes newspapers do work with in-house teams and they already have a set of photographers who they work with but sometimes they come out in the market and they work with independent photographers all right and that's sometimes on a project-to-project basis or on a need-by-need basis so who fits right in you my friend you So I would say that if you like covering food content, if you like seeing your work in print, if you like your name in the newspaper, then go ahead, pitch to your local newspaper, maybe in your town, in your state, in your country, however that works, go find them, find the editors, see who's the food editor, reach out to them, write to them, tell them what you can do, where you fit into their food reviews or food section or whatever they are doing for the newspaper you must always tell them where you fit in, what you want to bring. And that's it. See where that takes you, right? So think about newspapers if you love creating editorial kind of work, all right? With that, I come to the eighth category. And the eighth category is one heck of a mind-blowing powerhouse client. I mean, this is probably the most powerful kind of client out of all the others that I've spoken about. You know where I'm going? You know where I'm going? All right. So. I would say that one of the most powerful food photography clients is a creative agency. Yeah? Are you shaking your head? Are you nodding? Yep. Yeah. You know the value. You know how important. You know the potential that they hold for us, right? So what happens is that many brands, many hotels, many restaurants, many magazines, many food and beverage product brands, many appliance companies, you know, they do not work directly with content creators. You will almost never be able to get your foot in the door with them because they hire agencies to create content for them. So it is the agency that works with writers, photographers, influencers, and whatever the client needs to create marketing material for their products. So it takes a little bit of effort to get your foot in the door with a creative agency because agencies are all sizes, all shapes, all sizes, because that's, it really depends on who their clients are. I mean, if Creighton Barrel is working with an agency, you can imagine how pish posh, hotspot, fantastic, like, you know, hotshot creative agency that might be, right? So it depends on who their clients are, like McDonald's, pretty sure McDonald's works with a very hot shot agency. So I'm just saying it, maybe they don't. So what I'm saying is that there are agencies of all sizes and shapes, and sometimes it's really hard to get into the big agencies and become a regular content creator or be part of their content creation team. So every time a client needs product photos, the agency can reach out to you and say, okay, Coca-Cola needs 10 photos. You know, Can you open a bottle and take three different angles? I don't know. Or they can just reach out to you and say... Sorry, but today we have Pizza Hut and they need one photo. Can you do that? So agencies just work with photographers, video creators, you know, they also work with influencers, sometimes even bloggers because you need recipes, right? So look for agencies that fit your style and skill level. There is one downfall of working with an agency and I need to share that with you. All right. So I'm constantly harping on this proactive versus reactive and work with who you choose and work with who you admire and respect. Something that happens most often, not 100%, but most often is that agencies have different clients and they could have clients who don't align with your values. For example, you're a vegan, but then you have to go and shoot grass fed raw beef. You know, so you are the content creator. What do you do? Do you shoot raw beef or you say I'm a vegan or you, maybe you stand for animal rights and you're like, I do not support eating beef, but then that's your job. All right. So there is definitely, you've been hired by the agency, this responsibility that you have to create content for their client, but at the same time, it is not your choice. All right. So sometimes you can battle it out with the agency and sometimes it runs bridges. So that's a bit of a fine line. But again, having said that, if you're looking for regular work, if you're looking for continuous income, if you're looking for a variety of work, then for sure creative agency is where you should be. And mostly what happens is that once you get into that circle of that creative agency, the word gets around and then you're just there. You have continuous work coming in sometimes too much and that's always a good thing isn't it all right so creative agencies are a powerhouse if you're ever in doubt look for a creative agency in your town or globally or whatever that fits your style and your skill and then reach out to them all right with that I come to The ninth category, yet another one that is forgotten and often not considered, all right? So the ninth category of clients is pretty darn obvious, but we tend to kind of ignore it. (laughs) These are photography gear or photography equipment brands. So look at all the gear you use. So so now come out of your pantry (laughs) and open your camera closet. What do you see? Canon, Nikon, Kodoks, Adobe, Lightroom, Manfrotto, tripod, lenses, lights. Like you see all the equipment that you have or the applications that you use. It's all in front of you. What are they? Potential clients, boss. They are potential clients. Yep. Because they not only make fantastic paying clients, but they also are fabulous for collaborations workshops you could become their brand ambassador and basically there are so many innovative ways of working with them and especially because you understand their product well you have used it you are a first-hand walking talking testimonial for them because you would recommend it to anybody else so you're a golden nugget for that brand because you can help them get the word of mouth marketing that they want and demonstrate how to use it to your own peers and to your own audience, to your own viewers, right? So you are of high value to these photography equipment brands and you know even editing applications. Have you noticed an uptrend of how Photographers are now creating a lot of content for editing softwares like Lightroom and Capture One and Adobe in general, right? So think of equipment companies or editing applications as potential clients too. You have a lot to offer them and they will be more than happy to work or collaborate with you because you're their golden nugget. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. With that, we come to category number 10 category number 10 is like again something that's right in front of us but hmm, sometimes ignored sometimes forgotten and sometimes just not considered all right so since we are talking of getting creative our 10th category is very creative and that is other food bloggers yep bloggers influencers chefs other content creators, they might be very skilled in one thing, but not so much in the other. Well, who gets to step into the other side then? You. What that means is that many times content creators are very skilled in writing, marketing, or maybe creating recipes. Well, they could most definitely use a little help in photography or videography, or um, just some quick and dirty iPhone photos for their social media, you know, so there is a lot of opportunity to actually work with other content creators. Now, food bloggers who have, I'm just saying food bloggers who have like half a million followers on Instagram, the amount of content that they need to churn out, oh, they could use a helping hand and who comes into the picture? You, because that's your USP, that's your skill. So you could be engaged for either regular content creation or collaborations or shooting a cookbook. Yep. So it could be anything really, you know, you could bring your skill to pair it with theirs and then create powerful content for them, you know, and then get paid for it. Yep. So I feel that we often overlook this category of clients, but there is not just an opportunity to make money and earn a living out of photography. I feel like it's a great way to network. It's a great way to make friends. And to just feel connected in the industry. So food bloggers can be a very a very rich category of clients. And by rich, I mean soulful, emotional, and just a fulfilling category of clients to work with. All right. So there you go. Those were my top food photography clients who you could think about working with. Think about where you fit, what style suits you, what your skill level allows who you can help and how you can be of service to them. And then just go ahead and pitch and reach out. Nobody's out of your league. Nobody's too much. You just have to have the courage and the confidence to reach out, to just think that they're all there waiting and you're a golden nugget to all of them. All right. So with so many possibilities, you always have the opportunity to bring money into your business, to actually get paid doing what you love and bring back, you know, all the money that you spend spent on the backdrops and the props and everything that you've invested in your gear, you know? So with so many possibilities, there are so many opportunities, right? So never, ever be at a place where you think, oh, who to reach out to? Who should I write to? Who should I pitch? I don't know. Nah, we don't want to be there and let's not be there. Let's bring in that clarity and also the habit of reaching out to who we want to work with instead of just waiting around for an opportunity to come to us, right? Like I said, let's be proactive and not reactive. So, well, I hope this episode left you with ideas on how to move forward. And if you've ever been stuck on how to make money, collaborate, network, find people in the industry, here are top 10 food photography potential clients who you could think about for any purpose that suits you that you require all right if you have any questions please drop me an email on hello at myfoodlens.com or send me a dm on instagram if you want to share a thought if you love this episode and you want to just give me a high five send me a dm on instagram all right well until next time toodles